0: Welcome to the Nach Daily, a Congregation Ahavas Torah initiative. Today we are discussing the 20th chapter of Sefer Yehoshua, which deals with establishing the Are Miklat, the cities of refuge, three in Kanaan and three in the Transjordan. And here's how the Ari Miklat work. You have a person, we'll call him Ruvain, who accidentally kills someone else who we will call Shimon. Shimon's family now has the right to avenge Shimon's death and to kill Ruvain. Reuven, though, has a place that he can run to protect himself. And this is the Torah's innovation. The idea of avenging someone's death was the kind of dominant procedure, the accepted practice of the ancient Near Eastern world. But the Torah has an answer to it. The Torah says, well, we have an irmiqla. You have to set up these cities of refuge where people like Reuven can go and can be saved uh, and take refuge from Shimon's family. Once Ruuvain gets to the Ir Miklat, he stands trial. If the Basin determines that Ruuvain killed Shimon purposely, so then Ruuvain is punished. But if the Basin determines that he killed Shimon by mistake, Ruuvain then stays in the Ir Miklat. He stays in the Ir Miklat until the death of the Kohen Gadol when he is permitted to then go home. And we could talk for hours about this institution and all of the profundity and complexity of this mitzvah and this institution, but I want to make just a few points and contextualize it here in Sefer Yehoshua. The first point I want to make is just why is it right where it is? Why is it here in the 20th chapter of Sefer Yehoshua? Recall that in the previous Prakim, we've been dealing with all of the Shvatim receiving their particular portion of land in Kena'an. There is one tribe, though, that we've not dealt with, and that's the tribe of, of Levi, the, the Leviim we know, are not going to get the traditional large contiguous contiguous swath of land that the other tribes are going to get. Levi is going to get cities speckled throughout the land of Canaan and the Transjordan. Six of the cities that Levi is going to receive will also be the Aremiklat. So even though in this Perek it doesn't connect the Aremiklat to Levi, you'll see in tomorrow's Perek that it's explicit that these cities are also, that the Ari Miklat are also the Levite cities. And so this is really just a, 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 a kind of natural segue from a discussion of everyone else's portion that they receive to now the portion that the Levim receive. And it's worth spending a moment just thinking about the convergence of those two things, that the Ari Miklat are also the tribes of the Levim, because it communicates something very important. When you're designing a, a, a system for incarceration, you could have a, a few different ideals that are driving you and the decisions that you're making. You, you're attempting to accomplish probably a few of, uh, of at least four goals. You can't really accomplish all of them, but you're trying to accomplish one or two or three of the following. You want justice, so a person does something wrong. The, the right thing, the just thing, is that they're punished. You want deterrence. You want people to see that if you do something wrong, You're going to get punished and therefore other people should take note not to do something wrong. Then there is um, the desire for communal safety, just pulling that, that dangerous person out of the rest of society. And then finally rehabilitation for that person who's in the system, is in the jail, that person should be given opportunities to grow and develop and hopefully ultimately be able to be reintroduced as a productive member of society. And While you can pursue, as I said, a a few of these at once, they're not mutually exclusive, they do often bump up against each other. So for example, if your interest is primarily in deterrence, so then you want jail, you want the experience of incarceration to be terrible and painful, and you want everyone to say, wow, I I would do anything to avoid having to go to jail, I might even just obey the law. But uh, that's a very different jail experience than uh, one that would be built for rehabilitation. That would be one that's probably more dignified and more comfortable and with more educational opportunities, right? They're they're very, very different systems. Here, the Torah, which is of course interested in all of the above, right, it wants justice, it wants deterrence, it wants communal safety, by placing the Ari Miklat in the cities of the Levium, the Torah is very clearly telling us that the, the primary goal here is rehabilitation. Here you have this person who accidentally took someone else's life, and the Torah uh, views that as as, a, as, as as something bad. This person is not just a victim of their circumstances. Uh, this person has demonstrated a, a certain carelessness and a, dev- a devaluation of human life. And the Torah wants this person to be rehabilitated, and so the Torah puts this person into proximity uh, uh, of the Leviim, who are the rabbis, the teachers, the leaders, the the, the pious individuals, the priestly class of B'nai Israel. And obviously that is meant to have a positive impact on the people, on the accidental murderers that are in these Arei Miklat. So that's a very powerful point. That's point number one and maybe one and two. The, the additional point that I want to make here is, uh, is just an observation that was made, I think a very penetrating observation made by Rabbi Chaim Dov Rabinovitz, who wrote a sefer called Da'at Sofrim on, on Tanakh. And uh, on his commentary, in his commentary on Yehoshua, he has the following a beautiful idea, and that is that the presentation of the Arimiklat that we have here at the end of Sefer Yehoshua presents B'nai Yisrael and us with a moral lesson and corrective. And that's because over the course of the book of Yehoshua, so much blood has been spilled. And, of course, there's, there's a place, there's a time and a place for war, but there is an attendant danger. And that is that if you are spilling so much blood, if you are responsible for, for uh, killing so many people, you could come to devalue human life. And the message of the Miklat here is precisely the opposite. It's to value human life. The person who goes to the Ir Miklat, to the city of refuge, is a person, as we noted before, who didn't take the necessary precautions to ensure that they didn't uh, kill another person. And so even though that person might be to some degree a victim of their circumstances, they also have a, a bit of guilt. And they themselves are guilty of having devalued human life. And the Torah, in, in essentially punishing this person by, by making them go into a kind of exile and to go into, uh, into the ear Miklot, the Torah is saying that we have to value human life. And we have to place it up on a high pedestal. And so it serves as this countermeasure, as this counterweight to the uh, to the inevitable experience of conquering the land of Kena'an, which is a, an experience of spilling blood and in a certain respect devaluing human life. And so on a practical level, we have here uh, the Ari Miklat because it's part of the land that would ultimately go to the tribe of Levi. And so we've heard about every other tribe getting their portion. Now we hear about Levi getting their portion. Ari Mikla is part of that. That confluence, uh, that convergence of Ari Miklat and the tribe of Levi tells us something very profound about the Torah's vision for incarceration, that it should rehabilitate the person that is in the Ir Miklat. And then finally, uh, we uh, learn a, a kind of moral lesson from the placement here of the Ir Miklat, and that is that despite all of the wars that the Bnei Israel have been involved in and all of the destruction that has been wrought at their hands, the Bnei Israel need to once again establish their sense of the value of human life. Those are the messages, I think, that we get from this presentation of the Ir Miklid. That's it for, de- for today. Chazak ve'matz, and happy learning.